a very, very warm welcome to Season 2, Episode 24 of the Really Bad Mental Health Podcast. Woohoo! Half you were quiet. Can you... I need a woohoo. Oh, woohoo. The, Actually, I was a bit I was a bit taken back by the number there, the episode number. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's just like, wow. Is that episode 24 all in? Yeah, yeah including oh, okay. season one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's... 24 so we're actually, times we've sat around yeah. and chatted stuff. stuff. Yeah. Are, we, is there, are we giving um, incorrect sort of like stats there, though? Because it's not a, season two, episode 24. Yeah, but we be? had this conversation, didn't we, yeah. at the start? People, the listeners are bored. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> how is everyone? Here we are. First of all, here we are in HQ. There's the four of us. Mm. There's me. Everyone knows who me is. There's you. The other Adam. There's you. There's me. Lisa, Lisa loves to lift. And there is PD. How are you, PD? Very well, thank you. Oh, excellent. Looking dapper today. Very, very nice shirt. Had a haircut. Had a haircut. Dapper, he does he? look dapper. He is. Always, always. Dappy it's good. Do. So here we are. This is the Really Bad Mental Health Podcast. We decided we're just going to chat stuff about mental health and the journeys we've all had. And here we are. So how is everyone? Lise, how are you? A ciao, Bella. Oh. I'm going to bring out my oh, Italian hello. because oh, hang on, hang on. Guess what? since been the away. last podcast, <laughs> yeah, someone's had a little city break in yeah, Venice. You were there for three days, so you're not fluent in Italian, I mean, though. <laughs> I learned some Italian. <laughs> ciao, Bella. Ciao, ciao, ciao. That was Did little... anyone say ciao, Bella, to you? Yeah. Did they? Uh, yeah. That was that's high beautiful. Yeah, oh, nice. ciao, Bella. Oh, yeah. Did they um, say te amo? No, oh, I didn't get quite that involved with anyone. Oh, oh she was only there three days. No one said I love you. It doesn't mean nothing went on. Did you say te amo to anything else? Like a pizza. Oh, no, I should have done, though. I did have a lovely pizza. But yeah, I had a lovely time in Venice. Excellent. Very nice city. If you've never been, ever been? Uh, I have been, but I was younger. I've never been to Italy. I would highly recommend it. It was beautiful. And we went to Florence for the day. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, very nice. So I'm I'm feeling, yeah, good. I've had a nice nice little breakaway. Good. I've, yeah, finished Uh, my counselling and... Yeah, I've and been in feeling? a good place. Yeah, good place. Well, I mean, I can absolutely back you up on that. You, oh. are, you are definitely in a better place. Than, I am than in a much better place. <laughs> and I, I mean that in the most positive <laughs> yeah. way. But like we were talking, weren't we? Like you're not so set on going to the gym as you were. Yeah, that's it was been single a positive focused, change. weren't you, on the yeah, gym? Yeah, it was very, um, if I didn't go, I'd beat myself up about it. Yeah, and, and you were watching the food stuff, you yeah. were calorie counting and the macros and you're yeah, not doing like that. Yeah, like something to control, but yeah. that's kind of, yeah, well, there been you go. a bit more relaxed. It's a now, healing so journey. Healing journey. Yeah, so it's yeah. great. It's great to see, isn't it? Ads? Yeah, it's, it's really great. good. Yeah, thank what, you. what I'm kind of um, disappointed in myself with is how much Lise prepares for this, mm. and <laughs> I'm just going to say, yeah, I'm fine because I don't know what happened since the last time we recorded. So, <laughs> Harv, over to you while I think of something to say. Harv, mm-hmm. how are you? Mm-hmm. Well, I am. Uh, I'm really good, actually. Really Excellent. good. Settled into a new job. I don't know if I had a new job when we did the last podcast. Maybe I just started it. Just. Um, talking oh, we were eating cookies. You know, PD's already said to us, he gave us a roast in earlier about talking into our mics. What, what am I doing? You were looking at PD talking. You've got to look at you've got you've to look, look around. At the mic. I, I need eye contact, half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Good. How is the new job? <laughs> yeah, that threw you, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, that did throw me. Now I'm just staring at the mic. Um, it's, no, it's, it's really good. Um, I've met some really great people uh, and it's nice to work in an environment where everybody's on the same page, I think. Everybody wants to get on and works generally with a smile on their faces um, and we are surrounded by a lot of very, very tasty food. Yeah, Ooh. that's got to be the winner. That that does, like, that's Seals why the, the smiles deal. are there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah, why everyone's yeah. happy because they get to eat. Oh, that's amazing. I'd really, really love to work there for the olives and the nuts. 
Well, you do all right, don't you? You've had a few jars of olives out of me. Well, yeah, and keep them coming, Harv. That's all oh. I'm going to say. It's good you've talked about your new job because I've got a new job as well. Yay. Yes, you have. Yay. Yay. So yeah, I started basically my boss left the job and so I've taken his job. Um I was a bit reluctant to take it, I'll be honest, because it's a lot more responsibility. Um, but it's all good. I'll work it out. It's it's all good. I just don't want to get stressed out. I don't want to be in that position again where you're in a job where you're just like that's all you do is talk about work and think about work and try to deliver yeah. something that's really, really difficult to do. So I've gone into this mindful that it's gonna be difficult, it's gonna be tough, but I have so- to keep the boundaries. And I know we've discussed workplace mental health in previous episodes, but what strategies are you putting into place based on... I know. I like this, though, because I have actually got something in the back of my head there. So keep asking me. Go on. Well, yeah. You've just explained that you don't want to get into that position of stress and burnout and where it's all consuming. So what have you put into place to stop that from happening or at least limit that from happening? So in my head, what I'm doing is I'm trying to get the balance better. So I'm on a salary now, so I have to do 37 to 40 hours a week and I'm going to make sure I do that. So like today, I started work at seven in the morning. I finished at four, quarter past four, maybe, maybe even half four. I can't remember off the top of my head. But then I went to the gym and I went and and made sure I had some time where I went to the gym and worked out and did what I wanted to do. And I'm mindful at lunchtime that I go for a walk and things like that. So... And and in, in my head, you can only control what you can control. And this is such a big thing. You know, we're delivering 16 helicopters. I mean, that excites me, first of all. <laughs> 16 helicopters to the Canadian government for search and rescue. And I can't... I can't control every component of that. So I can only control the bits I control. So there's the the limitations of if it's out of my control and I can't do anything about it, well, I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. Yeah. I can only do what yeah. I can do. Yeah. And at some some point in the near future, you'll have to remind yourself of that because you know how these things manifest and grow. Mm. So keep yourself in check. Yeah, well, I've got to keep doing it, haven't I? Every day yeah. thinking, right, I'm going to leave. I'm going to, yeah, every single day. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is don't take it personally because when people are like, you know, I'm the point of contact for the customer now. And when it goes, if it goes wrong, if it goes wrong, <laughs> I'll be the one stood in front of the customer. Don't take it personally. You know, they're yeah. not, they're not pulling you apart they're pulling apart everything that's gone wrong and you got yeah so that's where i am yeah and i think i've had a sort of similar situation i mean not helicopters this is talk about olives which are equally as important as helicopters well they are aren't they more important well if you if you're being rescued from you know somewhere in canada then the helicopter's important (laughs) if you're in greece and it's your holiday then the olives pretty important yeah and if you want to bring that holiday home into dorset yeah then again (laughs) so and we've got a situation and this is like there's probably a much broader issue that this involves but um we buy our olives from greece the bulk of our olives are from greece that's where the best quality olives come from by the way dear listener didn't know you tuned into olives (laughs) yes this is the (laughs) olives podcast the olive pod um the olive branch um (laughs) yeah i just came up with that that. was that oh that was seamless that was thank you very much thank you very much but anyway the 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 town in which most olives come from in greece has been hit by horrendous flooding um which has caused a problem with getting olives out of the country People have lost their lives. Yeah. Yeah, it's that bad. 
And it's that not taking it personally. What am I going to do? We're going to run out of olives, of a certain type of olive, because factories are flooded and people are dying. And Don't and take that, it personally. But that is 100% it, isn't it? We're, we're, you know, there'll, there'll be someone who's worrying that the olives on their pizza, uh, the quality isn't as good as they were last week. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the place where they come from, there's hundreds of people that have lost their lives. So let's not worry about your olives. Yeah. You know, let's put all of this in perspective. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. So there you go. So there we go. So everyone's good, yeah? Good. Yeah, we're good. looking after our mental health, which is good. Yes. And this helps, doesn't it? Sitting, chatting, yeah. rubbish Definitely. in a room together. Yeah. This does help. So, Lise, what's going on? Give us some news. Some news. Um, so, we have had quite a few fundraisers take place in the last couple of weeks, a few weeks since the last podcast. We had a fitness fundraiser down at Riversmeet, which Sophie... Um, put on for us very kindly and raised a lot of money didn't she, she huge, huge amount of money turnout. yes a bit of context on that Rivers Meet is a leisure centre in Gillingham yes just down the road from where we record this podcast it's a charity it's a, as well it's a charity charity mate it's a charity mate um, and they do huge. an amazing job they do an amazing job and they've been huge supporters of ours since day one yep. they've had us down there for different events they, they've had us supply clothing for their fundraising and for their gymnastics activities they've got a Bagco shop yes in there which is awesome freaking um, awesome and then as an extension of that, yes, yeah, Sophie, who works, had this fundraiser for us and it raised, I think, over a grand. Yeah, it was. So, yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And everyone really came out to support her, didn't yeah. they? She'd had a sort of tough time, lost yeah. a couple of friends, hasn't she? Yeah. So she wanted to do something. And yeah, it was just incredible to see a lot of people come out and support her. And, and then off the back of that was the Rivers Meet quiz. There was a quiz night, which, which the... I attended yes. because I do love a quiz. And you sorted the raffle out for them, didn't you? I ha- uh, oh no, that was for Sophie. No, that was for Sophie. Yeah, I yeah. for that because I do love a raffle too. Yeah, remember for all your raffle needs. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they did a quiz night for us, and we had the donation of that, which was lovely. Nice yeah. to see a lot of people out. And that for was, that. I and think, that was three hundred quid. So that's yeah. another person through early intervention, life saving yeah. counselling. Amazing. And it was good. It we all, didn't win. Amazing. Didn't but, no, it, it, it doesn't know. matter, does it? Mm. Doesn't matter. Oh, does it? Well, oh, it does I, I like to win. Oh. Oh, there Not, we go. Yeah, I like to win. Should we put on a it, quiz for you, Lace? Yes. And we'll, do, we'll ask you all the things. That <laughs> all the things I know the answer to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so that was nice. We've had uh, George Chalk completed his half Ironman. And again, the George Chalk is. Um, I think he's the grandson of the founder of Chalks, which is, is that right, grandson, great grandson? Yeah, I think so. I yeah, think so, and yeah. FJ, FJ Chalk is a Nissan and Kia dealership, which is in Yeovil and Mia and Wincanton. Yeah. And they have been, again, huge supporters yeah. of the Brave and Determined. From day one, they got in touch with us, didn't they? Yeah. And said they wanted to help us along in, in the journey. And they've opened so many doors for us. And fair play to him, George did this half Ironman, which the weather was horrendous. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was, it was yeah. the worst weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. Bless him. But and they cancelled the swim. Yes. so he didn't actually do the swim which again like for George and all the other competitors is terrible because you go into a half Ironman thinking swim, bike, run yeah. and then you only do the bike, run so immediately you go uh, you know every they did a half Ironman but in their head they're going to be going well I didn't because I didn't do the swim Yeah, and so then they're just going to have to do it again <laughs> so you've got to do it all again next year but George is going to do the full Ironman oh is he? yeah I've been talking to him and he said Ooh, it's going to wow. go full yeah so fair, fair play. play to him yeah, yeah that's uh, so yeah and he's raised how much? Uh, £1,700 but wow. that was split over two wasn't it he yeah. chose to support us and the Stars Appeal which yeah. is Salisbury Hospital Salisbury Hospital, Hospital yeah, yeah. I mean, and again do, fantastic yeah, cause incredible yeah. stuff up there so Brilliant. yeah and then we had Ellie. She did her um, lock and 
lake swim but she has to adjust it slightly didn't she they, her work wouldn't let her do the full thing because she's military she's in the she military. can't just do what she wants and she was on um, <laughs> and she wanted to yeah yeah <laughs> she really and she was to. on I don't know what they call it but like she was like on call for the military or yeah. something and you can't just take holiday you can't no. say yeah I'm banging out at four today so um, <laughs> yeah bless her but she adjusted overcame yeah. and still swam yeah. 47 kilometres wow incredible I mean that wow. is unbelievable one of the lakes was 41 kilometres that is unbelievable. Which just, yeah, you can't imagine, can you? Did you see the picture of her on Instagram? She stopped and she's eating a banana, yeah. like halfway across the lake. And she just float, like got a float in front of her because obviously they have a support canoe or whatever. Yeah. And she sat there eating a banana. Fair play to her. That's an incredible achievement. Amazing. That really is. And like, again, yeah. you know, great that these people's kindness is just fantastic. Um, and you guys caught up with Keith Fest. Yeah. And received a cheque from them. So behind you on our wall in HQ is a cheque or a copy of a cheque. One of those comedy large cheques. It's fantastic. I it love was a made, large cheque. Yeah. It was checks. made by the guys from Keith Fest, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, for three and a half thousand Three and a half thousand pounds that race for us, uh, which is just absolutely amazing. The vet um, who organised it, Keith's mum, <clears throat> just, well, what a woman. What a woman and what a thing. And... We are incredibly grateful. And I know she listens to this, so uh, thanks, Yvette. Thanks, yeah. Keith Fest. Amazing. Yeah. Great day. Can't wait for next year. And I'm saying that because Yvette doesn't know whether she's having next year or not. <laughs> so come now. on, yeah. here's your shout yeah. out. Let's do it. Next year, we'll be there. It'll be amazing. And you've got um, Siobhan. I can't really say her name very Siobhan. Siobhan. I struggle with that name. Yeah. Siobhan. She's currently running 185 miles through the Outer Hebrides. I mean, that is insane, isn't it? Although on the Instagram story this morning, I said 300 you, you miles. You picked her up with <laughs> She texted me said, yeah, it's not as far as that. <laughs> but, you know, 185 miles, yeah. six days. In the Outer Hebrides. In the Outer Hebrides. I mean, that's not that's not Amsterdam, is it? No. no. You know, you're not running through the I flat. I think, there. did I put on the post, the elevation gain is something like 4,000 feet? It's over, unbelievable, yeah. isn't it? Unbelievable. I mean, Thank you, Siobhan. Yeah. Um, abs- so th- that came off of the Rocket Choir night, which mm. was Ben's bash. Um, and she came up to us that night, didn't oh, she? Wow. And spoke to I don't know if you remember. She no, was there. I... She a member of the Rocket Choir? Yeah. Came uh, up to us and said, oh, guys, like, I love what you do. I want to get involved. And then next thing you know, she's doing this. Yeah, fantastic. And I'm sure she wouldn't mind us saying, because she put it on her thing, but she's 64. I know. So, you know, the thought of doing that in your 20s or 30s is it's like... just incredible. I mean, we, you know... I hope I'm that fit at 64. I hope I'm doing stuff like that at 64. I hope I'm doing it now, but... <laughs> we should be doing that. Yeah, we but imagine I couldn't do that. I'd struggle. Not with that attitude. Well, you're dead right. It's all in your head, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is. And your legs and your lungs and your heart. <laughs> yeah. 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 And my calves wouldn't cope with that. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we've got the lovely Holly Nixon... Uh, she's running the Carder Path Bless this her. Sunday, yeah, which she, will be yeah. the 1st of October when this comes out. But she yeah. has, again, had a journey, hasn't she, herself? Yeah, absolute superstar. And yeah, she's mm. running that and she's already raised... A um, shed load of money. Yeah, I over think we've just reeled off it? a list of people and mainly individuals uh, that have gone out of their way to raise money for the Brain yeah. Determined Company it's or so the Brain Determined Charity. It? It's just awesome. And they've put themselves through some pretty gruelling crawling things as well to do it it's just like it's quite humbling actually to sit here and think that people are going out and doing that on the back of a charity we founded not two years ago 18 months okay. ago that's it's, just, just, say. it's just phenomenal so uh can we do a round of applause on the podcast Yay. amazing thanks everyone and yeah just to go back that car park me and you stood mm. in that car park 18 mm. months ago going yeah we should do something i don't really know what and here we are <laughs> yeah. you know and all these people yeah. are doing this amazing what we should stuff. do is sit in the warm drink coffee while these people go off <laughs> and run the hebrides <laughs> and swim in lakes yeah. <laughs> there's a couple of things coming up though isn't there 
So we've got Shasper Carnival this weekend yep. with Ooh. the beneficiaries. Do all people know what carnivals are? A carnival's like a nationwide thing. Well, I hope. I hope well, they're just in the south. Is it a worldwide thing then? Do you need to explain to those people? In well, I don't know. I don't know. I people reckon in Rio like... de Janeiro they know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like yeah. a carnival that like, we have, that do they have really them up north? I don't think they do. Up north. Up north. Well, like the carnival for us is the major acts come out, the bands come out, the the tractors come out and tow oh, floats. floats. Coins and the fire truck comes out and always goes at the front in case yeah. they get a shout. Um, you know, when people take American cars through, don't they? And everyone yeah. stands in the street and throws money at the trailer. But I'm not sure if it's a thing I in other... I think it's just like a Southwest thing, isn't it? Oh, I've never thought about it. Yeah. People love it, though, every well, year. Well, well, there you go. There's do, a yeah. shout out to people. Yeah. <laughs> if, you are, if you are anywhere other than the southwest and you have a carnival, let us know. Let us know. Yeah. 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 And if you're in Rio and you have a carnival, we know you do, <laughs> yeah. and you want us to come out and you know enjoy it in. with you, then just give us a shout. Not a float. I just don't... Yeah. I mean, we should have had a bad co-float, should we not? We've got a job. Yeah, oh, yeah I know. Oh, yeah, we have. Yeah. We've got a very important yeah. job at the carnival. At least you're going to be there. Do you know what the job is? I don't know. Is it something to do with the cones? Yeah, we're collecting the cones. Before the before the carnival the goes grand through, procession. so we're the beneficiaries of the carnival. So all the money that's raised through the carnival comes to the Brave and Determined charity. So we said we'd help. The job that they need doing <laughs> is someone to drive through the town before the um, procession and pick all the cones up. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. Yes, but on the same day, yeah, I had my hand up then. Yes. Yeah, you may speak. <laughs> on the same day, so on that carnival day, we are we've got our stall in town, Shaftesbury folk and local area folk folk although you'll be listening to this after we've after done we've it, done it yeah. so forget about everything i've just said <laughs> but we're having a stall in the day and we're doing all that but that morning before we do our stall ads yes. what are you doing well i don't know if anyone knows but i'm in the fire service <gasps> Did oh, you know that? is that the same weekend it's on saturday oh. so there's a charity oh, car yeah, wash he's the village fireman remember yeah <laughs> Um, I tell you what, though, like I'm proper humbled because the guys at the fire station. So in Shaftesbury, um, there's obviously the retained fire station. So no one's there all the time. Most rural places in, in England are like that. And you have a retained station. And in our, our station, there's 18 people. And the other day we were talking about having a charity car wash. Now, historically, the charity car wash raises money for the firefighters charity. Mm-hmm. So... You know, we're all talking about the the, char- the the car wash and we should do it. And should we do it the same weekend as a carnival? And everyone said, yeah, that'd be great. We should definitely do that. And then one of the guys said, well, I was thinking what we should do is give 51% of the money to the firefighters charity and the four- and 49% to Brave and Determined. Amazing. And I was so like, I was proper humbled by that's that. Cute, and I was like, guys, yeah. that's so kind. Like, thanks so much. So they're, what you know, 49% of what we take on Saturday is going to the Brave and Determined. That's super kind. I'm going to bring my car up. Yes. Come up for a car wash. The and I'll tell you what, washing cars is bloody hard work. It, mm. You think it's easy, but it's not. No, no, but hence anyway. why mine looks like it does because I never well, wash it. The only thing I'd say is if you want a decent car wash, go to the car wash after we've washed <laughs> it because it ain't a very good car wash. <laughs> but it's not about that, it's no. about the charity, isn't it? Are you gonna have that tune playing? Working at the, the car, car wash. wash. <laughs> 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 what well, on repeat for like six hours? Yeah. I'm only there in the morning, so if you all want to pop in and see me of podcast fame, you have to come in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you have to come in in the morning. Yeah. So yeah, we're doing that, which is which is great, and I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely. What's next, half? What's next? Well, um, it says here in capital letters on our agenda, because we do have an agenda. Well, it's which Lee wrote and did a bloody good job, Thank by the way. You. Good job. Well, you've got yourself a job there yeah. every week. I, I don't mind doing it. Yeah. Raffles and agendas. <laughs> Lisa's your gal. <laughs> yeah. um, 
We still need a bid writer. This is our plea for a bid writer for the Brave and Determined Charity. Anybody out there? I was going to say in the local area, but you don't have to be in the local area nope. because there's this thing called the internet, which is like, wow, game changer. So um, anybody with any experience in bid writing, gra- writing to get funding, grants, supporting charities, time on your hands, want to learn about it, and want to help us out, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. The Brave and Determined Company at gmail.com. Let us know. We'd love to have someone on board. Ex-teacher, ex-lawyer, ex-men. Ex-men. Wolverine. <laughs> I don't think Wolverine would be I'll very good, what, would if, he? If Wolverine be... came in, I, I wouldn't be writing bids for us. We'd be like showing them off and raising loads of money. Come yeah, and see Wolverine. Yeah. He's got yeah. a bad coat t-shirt on. Yeah, exactly. So if you're a bid writer or you know Wolverine... Or oh, Hugh Jackman. Just get in touch. <laughs> yeah, Hugh Jackman, if you're listening to this, give us a shout. So how are we doing with the charity? We have, re- we have referred nearly... 70 people. Can you believe Ooh. that? 70 people through early intervention that life saving counselling. We're not insane. actually at 70 yet. We did have a referral come in today, but I reckon we're, we're 60 out of 69. I should have checked before we came out. But I mean, we are on the cusp of 70. And before you know it, we're going to be at 100. Wow. 100 people. Ooh-wee. That is, yeah, wow. So that means when we hit 100, that means we've raised £30,000. Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? That really is amazing. Because each yeah. session yeah. costs us 300 quid. Yeah. That's 300 incredible. quid times 100, 30,000. Is that right? Quick math. Yeah. Yeah, PD's nodding. He's a clever man. <laughs> Were you on your calculator then? No. <laughs> that was hands free. Yeah, hands free. Cool. PD, have we got any stats this week? No. Oh, we didn't. Oh. No, that's okay. Lisa's put it on the agenda and I was reading ahead and thinking, wonder if PD's done that. And I didn't know if Lisa had given the heads up. So no. Um, should we make something up? We've got new listeners in... Space. Wow! <laughs> NASA are tuning into the podcast. That is fantastic. <laughs> right, yeah. our mission is to provide everyone, regardless of their situation, early intervention, life saving counselling, and that is everyone, not just blokes. It says on here because we are not a men's mental health charity. No, we are, we are not just yes. for men. Just for men. Just for men. That's hair. Stuff is that what it? you use? <laughs> no. Is that why you look so youthful? Do you put oh, it in your beard? Useful. Yeah, you, useful, 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 and useful. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not a Just For Men fan, but if you're out there and you're a Just For Man guy, then, you know, whatever. Just, yeah, I put it in just the sides. So I put the grey in. Oh, yeah, you did the reverse. So you do the top of Just For Men. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I put grey in to make me look oh, older, you know, okay. more distinguished. It's, it's distinguished. like a, a peppered look. Yes, that's right. That's why I get cuts so short. I keep banging the table, PD. I'm sorry about that. You're going to have to edit that out. I keep whacking the table. Sorry. Getting all excited. So, um, what are we doing next? Let's go on to the da-da-da-da-da topic. What are we talking about, Lise? So, this week, we're talking about... We've talked about counselling and yes. the journey of counselling, but today we're going to talk about the importance of counselling and taking that first step. So tell us more. Well, so a lot of people find it, it's hard to reach out and say, I need some help. And that is a huge step for anyone to do and admit that you need help and to find that help. We've all been there. Yeah. You know, and it's not easy. But sometimes the hardest part is actually making that appointment and getting through the door. And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with and I know sometimes you found that with the referrals haven't you that like you'll make an appointment for people and they'll be like oh I can't do that that day because I've got something else on and it's just it's the most important thing isn't it like it's not going to suit everyone you're not necessarily going to get the perfect time slot straight away with the counsellor I didn't with mine I was offered a Saturday morning for my first appointment and for me I was like oh, 
I've got other things I could do on a Saturday and I don't really want to be emotional and, you know, it's quite a draining thing to do. But it's I was hugely like, draining, yeah. Yeah, and I thought I don't want to start the day doing that, but I need to start. So I went along to that appointment and we discussed kind of times and different things and my counsellor said to me, you know, I, I will have these slots coming up, but if you can bear with me for a couple of weeks at Saturdays, then we can look at changing you. And within two weeks, I was in a regular slot on a Wednesday night, which was much better. But if I'd have said to her, oh, you know, I don't really like Saturdays. Can we, you know, put it off or not do it? Then it's easy to kind of push it back, isn't it? And not actually walk through the door and do it. Yeah, I think... um so for me, when I when I had that the the moment of realization, or what alcoholics would refer to as a moment of clarity, I realized that actually yes, I need some help. There was a couple of key people in my life that said, "You okay?" And you know when someone phrases it like that, <laughs> "Are you okay?" And you're like, "Yeah, actually, I don't think yeah, I am." No, and I decided, right, I'm going to reach out for help. If that person had said to me, "You've got to drive to the Outer Hebrides," I would have done it. Because I knew I needed help. You know, there was no question about that. Yeah. Um, with the Brave and Determined, we we decided we'd refer anyone who needs help. You know, we don't really put them through any sort of testing to find out where they are or what they need. We just refer people. And unfortunately, we found that people were referring friends, relatives, etc. And those friends or relatives weren't ready. You know, people would come to us and say, oh, can you help my brother, sister, mum, dad? And that person wasn't ready. And so we would end up wasting everyone's time by referring them. And they're going, well, I don't, I'm not ready for it yet. Um, and then we found other people as well who have reached out and said they need some help, have then said, well, actually, you know, I've got to work. Well, in, in my mind, counselling trumps everything because you're in a place where you need some help and talking is a healer. Half, you, you look like you want to say something. I do, absolutely. I, I totally agree with everything you just said and what Lisa said before that. Um, I think I, I treat it like a GP or a doctor. You know, mental illness is an illness like a physical illness. Mm. Um, and you need to get these things treated. We all know what mental health untreated or ill mental health untreated can, can do and where that can end up. Um, that's why we refer to our, refer to our counselling or the counselling we get provided for people as early intervention life-saving counseling life-saving is is actually you know is key um so left untreated ill mental health can lead to very very dark places and to me and anybody else i talk to and advise or whatever treat it like it's physical health you know if you can get an appointment go if you broke your leg you wouldn't say well i'll put it off till wednesday because I'm not sure, you know, I can't get out of work. Yeah. Work wouldn't say anything, would they, if you've broken your leg? No. And if you're in a place where you need to go, you know, you don't have to tell the, your, your um, you know, your employer exactly where you're going. You can say, I just got a medical, medical appointment. Yeah. But it trumps everything. And I think as well, if you are honest, um, and like I say, like, I've spoken to a couple of people and they've been like, oh, I can't do it now because I've got my kids and I've got, you know, I've got no one to look after the kids and stuff. But I think if you spoke to someone who, you know, a really good friend or a family member, and I know a lot of people don't have that support network. Um, but if you told someone what was going on, I think you'd be surprised at how many people would say, I'll watch your kid for an hour. Yeah. You go sort yourself out. Like, yeah. you know, if you need this help, let us help you. You know, and it is that it's that asking for help and accepting the help, isn't it, from other yeah. people. And let's yeah. say if you told your employer, 
like when I told mine, I was a little bit hesitant to be like, oh, every Wednesday, can I finish at five? And as soon as I told them, they were like, oh, God, of course, like, are you all right? Is everything okay? Of course you can go. Like, you know, you don't even have to ask. Well, and especially your work, knew you had been through hell. Yeah. You know, so they're, they're like, <laughs> yeah. absolutely, you, you know? know. But it's just, I think if you can be honest with people, like I say, mm. it's, it's hard, you know, and not everyone is able to discuss it or wants but to discuss it. But you don't need to say, you don't need to be fully truthful at the beginning. No. You can just say, I've got a medical appointment. Or just appointment. tell one person. Because if you said, I've got a physio appointment, you know, my back's sore, I'm going for physio, yeah. it's for the next six weeks at five o'clock on a Wednesday, they'll go, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then once you finish that and you're in a better place, you can then go back and say, actually, you know, I, I told a bit of a porky pie. Yeah. I, it's actually because I was I was on a bit of a journey and I needed some help, but I didn't feel comfortable to talk to you about it then. Yeah. And then hopefully your line manager says, you can talk to me about that whenever you want. Like, that's fine. You know, mm. that's where I'd hope it would go. Yeah, no, I agree entirely. You know, to me and to you, well, I, both of you now, I think, you know, we know how important it is and it's easy to say from that side of the fence. But if you are struggling and you think you need counselling, then you need counselling. Yep. You know, that's that's the, the sort of diagnosis process. That, yeah. that, that is it. If you're, have, if you're thinking you do, then you do. Um, and to get in front of somebody... Is, is of key importance and it has to, like Ad says, it has to trump everything else. Yeah, holidays, work, social life comes first. Yeah, yeah. and because I think if when you you're ready, yeah. you would do it when you like say, like when you're at that point where you know something's got to give, something's got to change, but it does, it has to start with you, doesn't it? Like mm. you have to be in that place where you're ready to go. Yeah. And it's not easy. No. You know, it isn't, even though I'd had some before um, and I knew I needed it, I was still quite hesitant and nervous about going and I was a bit, still a bit like, mm, maybe I don't quite, you know, I'm, I'm all right. Maybe I, I don't need it. Maybe someone else needs it more or, you know, but it is just going through the door, isn't it? And Yeah. And I think starting. once, once you come out the other side where, where you are now, Lise, yeah. I think you look back and go, man, I did need that. I wish I'd done it sooner. Yeah. I really do. Like, I think looking back now, if I'd have done that, maybe at the end of last year or even, you know, probably even before mum passed away, mm. I think I would have been in a lot better place to deal with what happened this year. But, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't what's, it? What's like, funny, and I don't mean funny ha-ha, I mean funny strange, <laughs> like we've been friends for a couple of three years now and I'd say really good friends and it was only in the car coming back from Scaffold Pike that it all came out. Yeah. And, you know, someone said to me years ago, one of the best places to talk is in a car because you don't look at each other. Yeah. And it, we were just talking, weren't we? And I can't even remember how we got to it. But all of a sudden, there was a moment where I looked in the back and went, Lise, are you okay? And then it just all came out, didn't it? Yeah, oh, I can remember it quite clearly because... <laughs> Sorry, Lisa, I should be laughing. But I just went, Lisa, are you okay? And you just leant forward, tears in your eyes and went, do you want to squash them? <laughs> <laughs> and that is one of the things I've learned through my counselling journey is that I am dreadful at asking for help. And even just little things like, could you do this for me? Or I'm struggling today. Or I just need, you know, something simple. I'm dreadful for asking for help. And I've always seen it as a bit of a sign of a weakness and a bit of a like, I don't need anyone. I'm independent. I can do it all on my own. But you do need people and you need those friends. You need people to look out for you. And and I would say, actually, that's that's a really good point. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, just, we're, we're just holding hands. Because that, that, that was a yeah. cute little moment yeah. there. It is, but it, it takes a lot to admit you need help. But I think that the friendship thing is a really good point there as well, because I would encourage people, if they've got friends or family members that they might think need to go to counselling, then then maybe suggest it you know they, yes people have to go when they're ready but somebody else observing it and saying it i mean don't 
I wouldn't keep it to yourself, basically. You know, if you spot something, you know, yeah. again, it's the same as that physical illness comparison. If you see it, saw somebody and you think, well, that looks sore. I'm trying to think <laughs> of a better example. But, yeah. you know, that doesn't look right. Tell them. So you yeah. might get that checked out. And, yeah, I, and yeah. I think yeah, that, yeah. that goes for our heads as well, you know. Yeah, yeah I never would have said, I need yeah. some help and ask for counselling unless you guys are gone. Do you need some counselling? <laughs> like, it's funny how, yeah. how we work, isn't it? Because, you know, for it me... It always seemed like it was all right because someone else had said it. It felt like it was all right to say, actually, yeah, I do. Well, and, uh, you know, I'll be honest, when when I went through my worst patch, I was, as you guys know, and I've talked about on here, I was sat in a mate's garden and he looked at me and went, are you, are you okay? Like, hmm. do, are you, is everything okay? And that's when I was like, that was, the, again, the realisation of, holy shit, I'm not Okay. God, I thought I was, and I'm not. And that must be the same for you. Yeah, I mean, I think I knew I wasn't great, but I didn't, A, want to admit it, because I'm always like, I was always the one who kept everything together, always like, I'm strong, I'm fine, I don't need anyone's help, I'm, you know, I'm dealing with this. Yes, yeah. life's been crap, but everyone has their own problems. It's fine, it'll be all right, but it's not. Sometimes yeah. you need a bit of help. But, you know, uh, what we're trying to say here is, it trumps everything. When you need help, reach out, Go do it. Cancel everything else. Focus on this and do it. And what we hope, with the, like Harv says, with the early intervention life-saving counselling, we hope that by providing what the Brave and Determined Charity does, we hope that we're going to hit people early with that early intervention life-saving counselling and we save lives. And I think we can absolutely hand on heart say we've saved a few lives already from the mm. feedback we've had. And what we hope is you do the six sessions and then you see the benefits of it and then you take it yourself. So it's like, um, you, know, you know, you go and you have the experience of counselling and then you think, this is like my gym membership or this yeah. is like my coffee subscription mm -hmm. or, you know, I give 50 quid a month to the Samaritans or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And we hope that you take that on and, and you do it for life and you, then you dip in and out of it when you need it, you know, and you carry on for, you know, three months if that's what you need and then... You just have top-up sessions every month or whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm doing at the moment. Is it? So yeah. what are you so doing just once a month doing now? once a month at the moment, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah, talk things through and see mm. how things are. And then if anything crops up that needs mm. longer, then it would go back to mm. the sort of six sessions again to work on stuff. Mm. And it seems to be working wonders. Oh, it does. It does Honestly, yeah. it's, it's been life-changing. Well, and, so, you know, although the therapist is your therapist and they're not your friend, you do feel like you're catching up with a friend because they yeah. know you you like you you show them the darkest points that you don't show other people yeah oh god there's stuff you we've all got stuff like you don't want to tell even your closest yeah. friends partner husband yeah. wife parents because you you worry what they're going to think but they don't judge you you can but literally yeah, tell you them can whatever literally say anything yeah the most embarrassing thing and that is thing the nicest thing, thing isn't it when you've got that little thing you can't say and once you say it yeah and you offload it oh it makes you feel lighter yeah, yeah. weighs heavy doesn't it and once it's out yeah, yeah. it's not easy mind it's not, not easy. easy, but do it. But worth it. There's three people in here highly recommending you You do it. If you need it, go do it. And it trumps everything. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. So there we go. Right. Shall we move on? Let's move on. So, Lise, what are we going on to now? Are we going on to... Because you've, you've shoehorned a new little... Uh... I came up with a little idea. Yes. So oh the other God. week... Have you not, did you not what, read did the WhatsApp read messages it? today? I've been a busy boy today. I so know. I don't even know this okay, is coming. So this is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of our last podcast, we had a bit of a chat about like guests, didn't we? And like how other podcasts work with questions and they tend to have like a theme of questions and stuff. So I thought maybe we could ask each other. So we asked other people to send questions in. Yes. If you've got a question. 
you know email your question <laughs> but we don't really question. have many people we'll send them in do we <laughs> question sorry don't we really think about that um, so yeah no, not many people send them in do they no let's so be honest I thought, well not anything clean anyway not anything we can share or <laughs> yeah, yeah we do get questions but you're like mm, that's not really where we're not shooting for the podcast yeah exactly um, so I thought what we could do each week is one of us Ask the other two a question, but we don't know what it is. So Lisa's got a question for so us. So I've got a question for you. This was all discussed in the, in the social media WhatsApp group today. I've been and I'm it. sure there's blue ticks against your name. <laughs> I, I, I probably caught up with some of it and looked. Scan, and scan read it. Thought, what's she talking about now? I've been, you know, the I've been in So it could day. be anything. Like mine one tonight is probably a little bit deeper meaningful. Well, but it could be like something stupid. It could be a Would you rather have golf clubs for arms or? Tennis, ra- no golf clubs are leg, tennis rackets are arms. That I like the way you corrected yourself on that. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You, like it. it's an actual question. <laughs> it's um, an actual question. <laughs> the other, um, the other thing there to just to just touch on what we did there, isn't it tough when you put your phone down all day? You come back to it and there's 57 oh unread God. messages. Yeah. Yeah. You just got, you're better off just skipping a lot, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah Which yeah. is just clearly what you did. Yeah. You're not, it's not the only group that got short shrift for me today. <laughs> Are you popular? Is uh, that what you're trying to say? All right, mate. I'm in a number today. of WhatsApp groups. I'm in a number of WhatsApp groups, mainly to do with like my kids' activities normally. Um, so, yeah, you sort of skim read and try and pick up things you need to know. and um, But... Thank so, you, yeah. Yes. So, so, yeah, so next week, one of you can ask well, the other Well, you're right on the agenda, so you can decide who asks questions. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. it can be anything. It doesn't have to be related to the well, podcast. Well, let's, let's or... hear your question okay. and we'll see how we go. So this week, I've just finished reading a book, which I lent you today, yes, called Wrong you. Place, Wrong Time. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you because you can read it, but I think it was genuinely one of the best books I've ever read. Okay. I couldn't put it down, didn't want to finish it, but didn't want to put it down, didn't want to finish it. It was brilliant. And it's kind of about um, time travel and the consequences of like making changes to your life and what effect that has moving forward. What, like Back to the Future? Yeah. <laughs> like the old in a, in, a, in, a, in a way. Yeah. Um, so my question to you two this week is... Um, if you could go back in time and change one thing in your life, what would that one thing be? Oh my god! Oh my god! How could, how can I answer that? <laughs> Do we get a break? Do okay. I want a podcast <laughs> break? If I could go, the trouble is, it's not going to be anything positive, is it? Well, it could be anything. Like it could be, it can be whatever you want. You could change one thing. What would you change out of like? You know, decisions you've made, things that have happened. Not necessarily a decision you've made. It could be something that happened to you. That's a really, really difficult one because the way I always look at it is when, you, when you're when you at a fork in the road and you have to choose left or right, you choose one, you go left. And then the next fork you get to, you choose left or right and you go right. And if you go back to the decision you made first where you chose left, you could say, well, that took me down a path of destruction. But when I got through that path of destruction, I actually rebuilt in a better way than I did before. So what would I change? Man, I I wouldn't be here if I hadn't gone through some of the shit. Honestly, the concept of the book is amazing. That's such a difficult question. Maybe you can think about it and answer it at the next podcast. No, we've got to answer it. I probably wouldn't have got married first time round. Okay. And there's not, I don't know how many of our listeners would know <laughs> why I got married first time round. Like, don't get me wrong, I learnt from that, yeah. that first marriage. But we were only married seven well, months. Yeah. thing, isn't it? I'm playing out all these things in my head that I would perhaps put forward as the thing I would do differently. Yeah. But then thinking about 
where that's led me and the things I've learned from that and how that's helped me inform other decisions and other choices. And you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like, if I, if I could go back and change something and like when I talk to Wally, so my lad's 15 and, and I say to him, mate, be, be more confident. Like the world is, is out there. Yeah. You know, you can do whatever you want. And I, and we're, we're teenagers. It's really difficult to, but I wish I would have been more confident in what I, what I could do. And knowing that the world is an amazing place and let go of the local area and go and do all the yeah. cool stuff that's out there. You know but now I've got the, I've got the confidence to do yeah. that. And yeah. I didn't then. Yeah. yeah. I think I would probably, yeah. The thing I would change would, would be to have, the confidence or to to again going back to my teenage years is probably the most formative years of your life aren't they they're, they're, they're key i had a tendency to do what i thought other people wanted me to do yeah yeah rather than do what i probably wanted to do yeah and, and whether that's in terms of like hobbies and interests or career paths or you know further education or what to study that kind of thing i was so bothered with trying to be popular and cool and the the being cool on that day yeah. Do you know what? Nothing to do with the next day or the next year or the next 10 yeah. years. I was just so caught up. And, and I, I know it's living in the moment, which is a great thing. Mm. But I also wish I'd actually followed through on some of the things I was interested in, I think, mm. as a kid. And, so, you know, owned who I was a bit more. Yeah. And, and I'd agree. Um, but if I if I didn't get married, you know, that, well, that wouldn't have been a bad thing. Do you no. know what I mean? Because nothing came good of that, no. if I'm honest. So if I could change one thing, like the relationship, it was great. It was fun. It was toxic. It was absolutely detrimental <laughs> at the time, you know, looking back. But at the time I thought it was fun and it was fun, but I didn't need to get married to her. I shouldn't have done that bit. But yeah. you've must have thought about this, Lee. Yeah. So you get to answer your own question. So mine would be similar along your um, thing. I would have left sooner on a, on a, a number a number of relationships <laughs> probably all my relationships i would have left sooner the yeah. minute you feel like you deserve better you do yeah that's what i would change yeah and just the fact that i stuck around and yeah. i didn't need to what about you pd what would you change you would never have said yes to doing this podcast <laughs> <laughs> for free <laughs> <laughs> It's such a it's difficult a, question. It's a huge question. I mean, geez, I, 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 good luck to you next week when you've got to ask <laughs> yeah. a question. I mean, you can ask, would you rather it, have golf yeah. clubs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do love a good would you rather question. My, mine to you, Harv, is going to be, what's your favourite film? Because you've only ever seen Bambi. <laughs> I haven't seen Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> he knew he was going to say that. Snatch is the answer to that question. Oh, it's a good film. Go, Richie, if you're listening. Sell our coffee. We Local need to get guy. that. Yeah, we need to get our coffee, brave and determined coffee, into his Ooh, yeah. newly acquired Compton Abbas Airfield. We need to be selling that. Yeah. So if anyone from Guy Ritchie, <laughs> Ritchie Beer, is listening, buy our coffee and put it in your shop. Yeah. Mm. Same as Hall and Woodhouse. Buy our coffee. Put it in your shop. Yeah. Anyone? Can I ask you a question? Go on, Ooh. PD. Because what you were saying to your son, mm. I don't know how you get that across to someone who's that age. You can't. Because it's only... It's, it's time that kid teaches you. Can do it, yeah. But I would perhaps be a little braver yeah. in terms of choosing what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. That would be because I've ended up where I wanted to be, but I'm, you know, essentially retired already. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm relatively you know, old. Yeah. But that's time teaches you those lessons, doesn't it? Yeah. But, no. but some people make that break. <clears throat> and I've met people along the way who were you know just out of school or just out of 
college and have made that decision and they're like, I'm doing it. But so they've made that choice and it took me, you know, a little while longer. But is that when you look at that person and we see success, is that person successful? Uh, potentially, yeah, I mean, yes. But you don't know what goes on behind closed doors, do you? No, no, but... I'm saying, I'm but it's, not, it's not regret. No. So this is why I'm... Mm. And that, I'm, and that's I'm, wording, a, it, I'm mm, wording it carefully and, because yeah. it's not something that, you know, what's the, the mortal... Uh, <laughs> it is something I, I didn't do. And yeah. In the words of Bill and Ted, you know, it is better to regret something you have done than to regret something you haven't done. Yeah. And that's success. So, an awesome film, by the way. <laughs> you must have seen oh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So, I have seen that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Bogus Journey? Yes. Yeah. Although I'd get them muddled up now, it's been a while. So, yeah, I'm glad I got there. But, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. That's yeah. a difficult one. Right, rants. Who wants to go first on the rants? Harv, you look confused. Are you right? <laughs> it's just my default. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was just thinking back then on the on the when you asked David about the success element, yeah. whether that person's success, and then thinking of what the definition of success is, and if the definition of success is going just achieving something you set out to achieve. Yeah. And they said, "I want to do this," and they've done that. Yeah. That's success. Is it? Look at Johnny Wilkinson. Yeah, I know. The, I know he's not in here, by the way. <laughs> Where is he? But I didn't my hair. Jesus. Yeah. But when you when you listen, so he was on High Performance podcast. Yeah, long long time ago. Yeah. And yeah. he said the emptiest moment is in his life was when he lifted that World Cup trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I do get that. And, do and get what does it mean? Rebecca Adlington won six gold medals and it was the best and the worst thing that ever happened to her because you get there, you achieve, but then they look back because they've dedicated their life to doing one thing, to be better than everyone else. When everyone else is socialising, doing all the stuff we were doing, yeah. but we didn't know what we were doing and we were hanging around with our mates and building relationships and falling out with people and learning how to be people, taking probably way too many drugs and doing all the stupid shit we used to do. Mm. That taught us the lessons that we've got now but those people until they're like mid-twenties have just committed their life to one thing and never done anything else the only people they hang about with is the people that they play that sport with you know that that's when you look at success in that way yeah and yeah, then yeah. when they when they finally get there and they hold that medal up they yeah. go what everything was for that moment well that's the fundamental like wonderful craziness of human life is that it's ultimately you know, finite. Mm. And you but, uh, what you get, I mean, you have to, you get out what you put in, or because you can't say success is failure, can you? You can't say that you get there and then that's, you fail because you've got there and achieved it. No, but maybe success yeah. is how you feel on the journey to that thing. You know, how, how, how was the journey to getting there? Yeah. As long as you're enjoying the journey. We've all got to empty the dishwasher. You've all got to put the bins out. But as long as the journey is more enjoyable than it's, than the it's not. The <laughs> destination. Then, then that's, that's cool. We've all got, you know, right now, I don't suppose any of us have got any spare money. I know I haven't. Okay. You know, I'm not going out and buying new cars or doing anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> no. Right. Um, but do you know what I mean? Like, it's about the destination. It's the moments of joy. It's, yeah. That's success, isn't it? That your kids actually want to talk to you, that your friends want to hang out with you, that people, someone says, what are you doing on Thursday? You want to come out for a, for a drink or a yeah. pizza? Or Funny enough, that was one of my sessions was about success and failures. And I was like, I often view myself as a failure because I'm not married. I haven't got kids. 
um, you know, I'm divorced. But I'm, that's what pe- that's your perception yeah. of what other people and, think. And then I was like, and then the counselor kind of said, well, let's flip that though because you know you're a director of a company. Yeah, you own a house. Yeah, you're, you're one you of know. the strongest <laughs> physically, and when physical, you look at it, yeah, strongest yeah. females I've ever met. And you know, if you look at that from an outside point of view, who is the most successful? You know, I, mean, I was sort of saying about other family members and stuff, and they were like, but who is the most successful? It depends what you're measuring mm. as success. Yeah. You know, and it's oh, really you good your head. No, I was agreeing. Oh, shook it sideways then. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I think because my neck hurts a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Lisa, you no, are no, a failure. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. I think it's absolutely right. Um, and success is subjective, I guess. And yeah, you know, and who is and who, who decides really it? cares what other exactly. people think of you anyway? Which <laughs> that is, is absolutely thing. massively hypocritical of me saying that because that eats me up every day. <laughs> but, but. but it's true. But the thing that helps you there is age, because the older you get, the less, the less you, care. you care. Yeah. And yeah. when I'm seventy-five, I'm not going to give a shit about. About what anyone thinks because at 43 I generally don't care but there is that element of you know I, I worry bit. about you know yeah. I've said that to that person I go home and beat myself up over it for days <laughs> you know but when you get well, you know you see these people who are the, like Instagram reels you know that's how I live my life these days watching Instagram reels and when they when they interview people who are like 80 and they say how you know did you have a, a good life I had a great life I had an amazing life mm. you know I did this and that and that and then when you hear what they did they did nothing extraordinary to make him have a wonderful life they just look back and go yeah it was more happy than it was sad there were sad moments you know like this old boy's lost his wife or you know mm. someone's child's died or you know they lost their parents really young or they were abused or they were in prison or whatever but they look back and go yeah I generally had a nice life it was been a, it's been a successful time but it's the test of time that makes you see that yeah isn't it like when you look back it now everything in context, yeah it? when you're in that last quarter of your life that's when I think you have that real clarity of like man Which it should be good. the other way shouldn't it like yeah. if you were younger and had that clarity mm. the world would be your oyster well the if world you is your oyster the but yeah, if yeah. you knew if you knew at 80 yeah. no if you if knew you at 15 it, what you knew at 80 yeah. man that would be amazing wouldn't it yeah. that would be the Baz Luhrmann song yeah. you know when he oh. talks about you never know the power of your youth until, until it's, it's gone, gone yeah. Yeah. and that is so true isn't it you're not as fat as you think you are yeah I don't know I've gone yeah and I don't wear sunscreen either. <gasps> mm. Anyway. Anyway. Right. So we're, we're 49 minutes in. We've got 11 minutes to go because well, we are going to hit the hour today, okay. PD. Harv, rant. Go. Right. Okay. Uh, so you know when you phone a company up, right, and you get the automated system and it goes, I do this a lot. I'm phoning a lot of companies at work and you get one for accounts, two for sales, whatever. Anything more than four, too many. I've forgotten what one and two are. I get Agreed. beyond four. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't have to hang up and listen again to what my options were. Yeah. Or just play roulette and just throw on going for number one, five. Yeah. Like, Hi, you're through the technical. Great technical. Can you help me with my sales inquiry? Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, those, there are too many options on, on phones. But yeah. is it also, is it because your mind is too busy to listen to what they're actually saying because you're doing something else at the same time? Well, that does happen, but it's yeah. too many. And insurance companies are the worst for it. Insurance, calling an insurance company is a half yeah. a day job Never anyway. Never anyone. I mean, like, if you're phoning about that. A, a claim relating to a car on a Wednesday <laughs> past 6pm, press one. <laughs> 
<laughs> or the worst ones are when you go round and there is no loop to get out. Oh, like yeah. what you want. It just ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it just, you're like, well, none of that is helpful. I need to speak to this person. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes they give yeah. the option, don't they? Like press zero to speak yeah. to an agent uh, or they don't. And yeah. you're like, and you get one is sales, two is customer service, three is returns. And the same guy answers all of yeah. them anyway. But then they go, sorry, you pressed the wrong number. You need to ring again. <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating, isn't it? Yeah. That is annoying. So that's my rant. That is a rant. What's your example, though? Is that just generally? I've just had a lot of them this week, and they've gone beyond four options, and then I've had a meltdown. <laughs> like, and go, I can't remember what options one and two were. Some of them, if you say nothing, you then get the... Yeah. Because they don't know if you're, like, deaf. I mean, why you would be making a phone call if you're deaf? But do you know yeah, I, I mean? think you can make phone calls if you're deaf. <laughs> no, no, well, no, you can't, you can't hear anything. You can you what, even, the tea leaf on, don't you? Even when they go, hello? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, Lisa. That's what, that was the joke, oh. the fact you're making a phone call when yeah, you're but deaf. You, you can't yeah, but it doesn't mean... If you're deaf and you yeah, can't hear anything... little tea leaf on, don't you? And you so I think if that's if you're hard of hearing... Tea loop thing. Yeah, I'm sure you Yeah, can. but if you're completely oh, deaf, does that work? Uh, well, it's made my... Like a this has made my joke really shit. If any of our deaf listeners could get in touch... <laughs> do you remember in the 90s... Sorry, that's my you, literal thinking there of being like, no, you can make a phone call if you're deaf. In the 90s, do you remember you used to get those phones that would light up when they ring? It was like a neon phone and when it rang, it would light up. And do you remember no, in the nineties? Our nineties listeners, some of them will remember that. And a girl I knew at the time, she said, "Oh yeah, that's for deaf people, so they can see it ringing." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, nice one." <laughs> Something I would say. <laughs> well, when I said for deaf people on the phone, you're like, "Yeah, they could use the phone." I'm thinking they're, they're, they're deaf, you know. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, good rant, half. Thank you. Uh, so my rant, a little bit controversial, and it does come up in the papers as well, but I experienced it whilst on my way back from Rome. Um, people who clearly want to sit together on a plane, but don't want to pay to sit together on a plane. Like if you've got family and kids, pay. Pay the money yeah. to sit together. Well, hang on. No. But what happens if there's no seats left and you have to have those? Would you want a different flight? No, it just annoys me. So there's this young couple who clearly first holiday maybe very much in love, couldn't bear to be part of it for them yeah. on a two hour flight. This so far is it? And they spent. They must have asked six different people if they could like. Can I? Can we, do you mind switching? Because well, um, people like no. Well, no, there was one woman who was on her own, so she said yes. And then they thought those two seats were free, so they sat there. Then someone came and sat. Well, yeah, but then, don't move until everyone sat down. Well, yeah, but it just got my go. I was like, if you two clearly want to sit together, pay the extra. I think we paid £3 on our check-in. And then, on the no, people are just too tight. And then you get the like people in the or, Daily or Mail. That is the last two seats. Who, like, they've got young kids <laughs> and then they ask someone to move seat. I would be that person who goes, no, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I, I so, it ruined your holiday list, right. didn't it? So, this is, I don't move on planes. <laughs> no, I wouldn't move. But like, do you know I why I don't seat, move on planes? Do you want to hear my rationale behind it? Snakes. No, but it's Ooh. a good, I, I wish I did think like that, right? So, my, what did you say? Snakes? Yeah. Snakes on what, a plane. If snakes on a plane? <laughs> yeah. Where Samuel Jackson? Yeah. Or if Samuel Jackson's on the plane, <laughs> then I'd ask to sit next to Yeah, If he asked me to move, I'd say yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I don't switch on planes is because, and this the, the, this could create controversy here, is the whole fate thing. If that plane oh, crashes, yeah. what if you were stayed in your seat? Would fate say you're going to survive it or you're not? I mean, if I think, oh my god. So you're not a believer in fate. So someone says... I mean, says, if the plane crashes, you're all pretty much... No, not necessarily. People do survive plane crashes. True. But you've been given that seat, you know... Whether you picked it or not, or whether it's the last one, or whether... And people say, can I move? And I go, no. 
Yeah. No, I'm I don't, the same. I don't like. I don't think I've ever experienced anybody asking me to move. But maybe it's because I'm normally on holiday with my kids and like yeah, yeah but I mean, like generally I, I would say to you, you get like do you stories want to see with my kids yeah <laughs> you get stories in the Daily Mail don't you people who like ask one person if they'll move because their kids are like on their own or they've got the kids and blah 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 but yeah I just think if you're that worried about sitting together get on early book together pay the money and then you can't moan. I would just sit apart for two yeah, hours. You exactly. Got to That's what I felt like saying. Like, you're only going yeah. for two hours. Yeah. You'll be You've back got in seven Bournemouth days soon. to yeah. hold her hand. <laughs> but yeah, it just winds me up. Yeah. Like, just pay the money or just sit apart. Well, I do. I, do, I see where you're going, Lise, but at the same time, if it's the only two seats that are left when you're booking. <laughs> yeah, but then you need to get more organised, don't you, and book early. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right, do you want to hear my rant? I yes. think you know what it's going to be. I think I've got Because we talked about it the other day. Yeah. I hope you laugh. Okay. Right, my rant is <laughs> people that eat whilst doing voice notes. <laughs> <laughs> Have I just been outed on the podcast? You've just been outed on the podcast. So, our lovely, wonderful, wonderful human being that is Lisa Loves oh, Lives. Loves, really loves, loves to send voice notes whilst eating. Now, my rant is... Just finish your mouthful. Because <laughs> she'll get on there and go, I'm sure I'll just eat my tea. And you go, let's just wait five seconds to swallow that. The other thing I do is I talk with my, like I eat with my mouth open and talk a lot whilst I'm eating to general, like in general life But it's as like, well. I get it. If we're sat opposite each other eating and we're discussing something, I totally get that we would be eating and talking. Oh, she's the colour <laughs> of me now. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> but shit, I told I her I, I told her I was going to do this. <laughs> but I said, like, I get it if we're opposite each other. Yeah. But when you're sat at home, like, eating a bowl of pasta. because I'm always in a hurry to, like, talk yeah, to so people. Funny. Like, <laughs> so funny. What was that? Oh, the other day, I was trying to talk to my sister on a voice note, and I was also trying to butter my toast, and I couldn't do it because I had the phone in one hand. <laughs> And the knife in the other. And I was making this noise. I had to say to her, I'm just trying to butter my toast. And at yeah. that point, I thought, why don't I just put the phone yeah. down and go back to her when I finish my tea? Yeah. Sorry. It's proper funny, though. We, don't, we do laugh oh, about don't. it. Don't we? we do laugh. I've got to make a conscious effort not yeah. to do oh, it. Bless you. Oh. No, it's, only, it's only supposed to be a joke. It's only a joke. <laughs> but there you go. People who eat on voice notes, that's my rant. Well, send them voice notes, yeah. But I do loads of stuff while I'm like sending yeah. a voice note. Like if you're buttering toast, I would do that. But then I lose concentration because I can't do more thing that more than one thing yeah. at a time. Mm. So like I'll get halfway through and go eh 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 because I'm trying to think about something and I can't do it. Yeah. I so there you go. Think. Rant's over. And we're on 56, 43. Yes, we are. So what's the message, Lee? So we talked today about the importance of counselling, taking that first step, how it should trump everything. So what's the message? The message is, you know, whilst it is hard to make that first step, the hardest part is sometimes getting through the door. Yes. But you've got to do it. And, you know, as, as hard as it might be, as daunting as it might seem, if you're ready, take that step. Yeah, and I think to add to that, the counsellor who you're seeing knows that it's hard. Yeah. You know, they're not going to make it any harder for you. No. They know it's difficult. They're wonderful. They're well trained. You know, there's some great counsellors out there. They know that it's hard for you to walk through that door and they will make it easier and you won't regret it. No. And yeah, I absolutely echo what you're both saying there. And I think that if um, if it's work that you're worried about, make up some excuse for a medical appointment. But at the same time, if you're actually an open book, people will support you. You'll, you'll find that there's some amazing people out there it's just like a physical injury you need to go get it fixed so go speak to someone yes. there you go right you know what time it is oh yeah but I haven't got a theme well you said are you ready a minute ago are you are ready are you ready are you ready for love and the other one you said was yes, walking out the door 
Go on now, go. Oh, did walk I? out the door. Yeah, you did. Do you know, I hate that song. Just, uh, Why? Oh my I just god. Hate it. Oh. Turn around now. We've got two minutes left, so it's two minutes of you singing. At least you can get a full song in. Weren't you the one who tried to hurt me with goodbye? Do you think I crumble? That's like a girl's anthem, isn't it? You need to eat some while you're singing. I got no mind. <laughs> <We're big. laughs> right guys great episode thanks very much and we will see you next time badco.uk yes badco.uk buy yourself a dry robe winter's coming bye 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 bye, bye. bye.